Welcome to the Millennial Soul Food Podcast, Episode 5, with James E. Stewart, a.k.a. The Conjure Cleaner. Today's episode will be on hoodoo and black spirituality. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I am really good, actually. <laughs> it's, good. Re- it's really nice I, out, so. I actually took a minute to get settled because I woke up with a not-so-cute headache. It was like a, a Jean Grey headache. Like, I had oh. tension on the sides of my head, and I was just like, what is going on? Oh, like, shit, were you seeing shit? I, no, I like I I went for a walk with my mom, and then it was just like I couldn't even. You know how sometimes it just feels good to be outside. It was just like mm-hmm. a little painful, and like I could. It wasn't like a, I'm coming down with something. It was like something's trying to like tell me something, and I'm wow. I don't I don't want it right now. I wonder <laughs> like if I it was like a solar flare. I don't know. You never know. Those those actually do give people migraines. It was it. And, like, it was on the sides of my head. I was just like... What? Uh, yeah. Jean Grey. <laughs> I was like... You having a Phoenix it? moment. Yeah. <laughs> we need to quarantine you, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you going yeah. too wild for us. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Welcome to the MSF Millennial Soul Food Podcast. Um, we have James E. Stewart today. James E. Stewart is a hoodoo practitioner, tarot reader, and the owner of Conjure Cleaning, a spiritual home cleansing company, born, raised, and currently residing in Durham, North Carolina. What's up, James? How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. (laughs) I've been a fan of your work for so long. How long have you been on Instagram? years i didn't i feel like uh i switched over to like it being a business page like two years ago or less yeah about two years mm-hmm. yeah i think i started following you shortly after you moved um from la to north carolina oh, okay <laughs> yeah i think so um i think i may i think i fall start following you through which dr alex my cousin Oh, oh my God. What have you been up to during this quarantine era? Oh, my God. Quarantine uh, life. Have you been enjoying the memes? <laughs> I, the memes are needed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've, it's been like a, a cycle of absorbing information and then processing it and then uh, making sense of the world. The, as we're like, you know going through reality to reality to reality. It's like, well, shit, we all in this together, but uh, it doesn't make it any less hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that virus is a spirit. Oh, child. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got <laughs> Coronavirus! <laughs> I tried to learn that fucking dance, but, like, I just don't have time, girl. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, figure out how to use TikTok. I downloaded Shit. it the other night and gave up. <laughs> I, I think it, I think it's because I'm over 30. I'm just like, man, <laughs> let me just watch Netflix, B. I'm like, damn. Because I do, you know, I try to stay physical and stuff. But then it's uh-huh. like, dang. It, it takes a long time. I'm like, how do people have time to just sit around and learn these dances? Because I think of myself as a pretty, a pretty, um advanced dancer <laughs> so i'd be like girl the fuck how it's gonna take me a whole day to learn that um coronavirus dance oh no, so anyway no. i don't know i just tiktok is another story 
I might just stick to Instagram and um the other ones, the the um I guess I don't know the more basic ones because I thought that TikTok used to be kind of like low key for the freaks. I never heard that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me, it was like because I, I it was like people would always be like, "You have TikTok," or like, "You got TikTok." Um, cause I think they would send nasty stuff on it, but then since the platform has expanded and it seems like more like mainstream people are using it, but yeah, people would always ask like, especially on like Jacked or whatever, <laughs> they'd be like, you wow, got TikTok. You know what? Do you remember how Vine back in the day used to be like, have a whole porn side? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Well, I didn't even think about that with TikTok, but. Yeah, TikTok was some freak shit, but I mean, I'm here for it, you know? Right. Get it in. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God. So, what have you been up to? I asked you like a thousand questions at once. Oh, I've just been, you know, um, at first I was trying to figure out okay, how, how do I shift? Like, what things do I need to be doing differently as the world is shifting? And to be quite honest, Spirit was like, not that much. You just need to be focused. Like, you just need to, like, you know, step up your game and stay on it. Certain mm-hmm. things, I'm like, I might have to change the way um, I craft certain things or I need to start growing my own things. But, uh... You mean, like, food? Food and some of the... Um, like, I'll order some roots every now and then that I know that I can't get like, just from our backyard. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, now I really have to start growing more because a lot of distributors are like, nope, we're not shipping. We're not, um, we don't have stuff available. True, wow. Well, one yeah. thing I do like about your um, your work is that you include a lot of the plants from around um, the region. Mm-hmm. I saw that you were using some kind of smudge stick that was it's not like sage it was um well i actually have one from whenever i got your cleaner kit oh (laughs) that reversed all the energy well actually i just moved into this apartment and i was like i had been here for like two weeks and i was like let me just and it didn't feel bad before but then after that i was like oh this is cool i did that um fiery wall of protection Yes. And it was, what's that white stuff? I had never, I hadn't heard of that before. Um, Cascadia, it's pressed eggshells. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, I used mm-hmm. that. And that was a couple oh. of months before the corona, Lord. Girl. I actually, yeah. Somebody messaged me yesterday, and she was like, because I've been doing protection candle burn, protection and healing candle burns for people, just as like a community, sort of like, let me make sure people are covered. And this woman messaged me, and she's like, I also used your protection powder against my landlord situation because they were trying to do some eviction stuff. And I was like, girl, see, these are the times when healers and spiritualists are like, we got to know where we are. Like, this is important shit. Mm -hmm. This is, yeah, that's why this is revolutionary stuff. That's amazing that she was using that in the fight against these greedy demons. Right. You know, I, I gotta bring the gospel into everything. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> hella sacrilegious, like witch Uh-oh. and like honey. But it's true; these landlords are tripping, and they need mm-hmm. to. They gonna be judged one day because oh. God don't like ugly. With the fury. With the fury. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that is amazing that you were making these products and, like, I see people posting them and stuff like that, but we really do need all the protection. I know my friend told me about some, um, some, um, it was, like, Keys of Solomon or some kind of, like, stuff that they've been doing. It was some kind of sigil stuff, some, like, deep occult stuff. Um, right. But I, everybody needs to just be doing everything that they can. And, yeah, I guess, like, you know, self-care looks differently in the quarantine Because, I mean, a lot of people, you know, have been posting stuff about exercising and shit. Or, you know, like, I started four businesses today in four hours. What have you been doing? Like, get off your ass. Whereas it's just kind of like, you know, people need to chill out with that. I, Me, I'm a Capricorn, like, 
I have five planets in Capricorn. So yeah. it actually oh. makes me feel like, um, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Damn. But um, I it I really like, you know, having my projects, doing a lot of work, and then um, taking my time to chill. So, um, yeah, and then doing these podcasts and stuff. So I don't know. Um, what have you been doing? So you've been said, saying that you need to start growing some of your own plants and herbs for your work. Yeah, I've been doing, like, continuous, like, readings and works for people. Um, but aside from that, like, really trying to – make like so i live on a bunch of acres of land like that's where our family built our houses and whatnot and we have farmland but we haven't used it as farmland in a long time so it's really like oh with all that's going on we need to tap back into that like Mm -hmm. we need to make use of this land and we need to um make sure that's fully functional Mm mm-hmm your name is so like North Carolina. James <laughs> Easterwood. My, you know my name? I'm a good old fella. My name James Easterwood. How y'all doing today? <laughs> oh, you know, I'm from North Carolina out here uh, around Durham area. <laughs> I love it. Are you like the third, two, or something? I'm the fourth. I am done with y'all, Booker T. Washington ass. You messed up. <laughs> Although I don't think you'd be like him. He was kind of trifling, but um. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god! So, like, how did you first get into spiritual work? Oh my goodness. Um. So when was it? I was in I was in middle school, right? And one summer, I was home alone, and I was snooping through my older sister's stuff. And I found this book, and it was called Teen Witch. And, you know, at the time, <laughs> everybody was up in Charmed, and they wanted to be Sabrina. Yes, like, Charmed was my oh shit. My. Yes. So <laughs> I saw that book. I was like, ooh, what if I did this? And then, you know, next thing you know, I'm full out practicing. And <laughs> <laughs> you drawing pentagrams and shit? Yes, yes. I'm calling in the corners. I'm doing all of it, right? <laughs> and then it wasn't until I was like maybe 17 or so, like somewhere in high school, that I started to study more things. Like I was like, well, what's voodoo and what's hoodoo and what's this? And you know, what's the black, like, what are, what's black folk magic, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, that's when I learned more about hoodoo and this practice. And I've been like, on and off with it for a couple of years at first. And I say on and off because it was like, you know, if you grew up in heavy religion, like heavy dogma, mm-hmm. there's always that judgment that's like, what are you doing? Like, this is evil, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, it took a while for me to reckon with that to just be like, you know what? We're just going to trust that this is right. And God has been with me this entire time. And that's that on that. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> So, and what kind of what denomination did you grow up in? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would grew up Southern Baptist. Hey, now. Oh no, we grew up. It was a non-denominational church. Oh. Okay. But um, it like if anything to relate it to, it was very close to like Seventh Day Adventist. Like. Um, oh okay. You know, church on Saturdays. Uh, no unclean meat. Like. Dang. That sort of stuff. Yeah. That's strict. Mm-hmm. So no pork. Did switch it up like in the 90s at some point. But when I was little, that's how it was. Yeah, no pork. Like my grandparents don't eat pork. Mm. Um, and they still like right now they're. Uh, I forgot. Some holy days are happening right now. And they're observing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you think about that in these ancient Bible codes, like the reason corona and all these viruses happen is because these animals are being kept in ways that like we're not supposed to be keeping them you know what i mean like it's like a level beyond what wild game is and like you know we are more susceptible to parasites and things like pork so Mm -hmm. i mean that does um i mean i'm not you know a religious um but i do 
see like the utility and like the eating and stuff like that and kind of why it's relevant you know i was just thinking about that the other day it's like damn um because that whole virus you know thing could have been prevented like that but whatever um so you do you have any family members that are into this kind of spiritual work or is it like a lot of people um where it's like y'all you were mostly christian but you know far back it was some (laughs) witches (laughs) Who that over there crossing them peoples? <laughs> oh my god. So it's like of course on the surface everybody's very, you know, Christian and it's like uh every black family has voodoo in it if you trace it back far enough. You just have to know who to ask and what to ask, right? Mm-hmm. Um so last year we took a trip and this was not the intention of the trip. It was just like, Oh, there's this side of our family that we have so many question marks. Like we don't even know, you know, who one of our great grandfathers was or, you know, that whole lineage. Mm-hmm. And then we met with one of the elders of that side of the family and her niece, no, excuse me, her daughter just like, came through with all the, and she was telling us about, you know, healers <gasps> and, what? you know, our Gullah Geechee connection. Really? And all this sort of stuff. Just, and the, and the elder, it was funny because her daughter was saying all this stuff, but her mom was super hush hush. Like, you know, no, I, I mean, we've known people who do that kind of stuff, but no, <laughs> you know, we would not. Ne- and it's like, it's just funny the way the old school is so like I'm talking like grandparents born of like the depression era are super like mums the word when it comes to anything hoodoo anything you know uh outside of the church mm-hmm. but it's like my grandfather I remember I asked him how did he find water on this land right he's like oh we went to a man who had these sticks and I'm like so you went to a water dowser that's essentially Ooh. a practitioner. Like a water dowser. What's that? So back in the day, like they didn't have any mechanics to find things underground. So people would douse and you would have these divining rods. And divining rods, there's no scientific. This is like people who were tapped into spirit. They would have these sticks and they would walk and when they would cross, that's where water was, or that's where the thing that you were asking for was. Like Oh, you could, I've seen that before. Yeah, you could ask and say, um, can we find, like, you know, God or spirit, help me find the body of so-and-so or help me find this treasure or help me find whatever. And then it wouldn't cross until the thing you asked for was found. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. So it's all about how you ask the elders in your family. Like, you can't just be like, do we have hoodoo people in our family? And they'll be like, get out of my house. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be like, I remember I asked my my grandpa, I was like, do we have any healers in the family? And he almost cocked his head. He was like, excuse me? I was like, you know, I had to rephrase the question. I was like, you know, like, did we have people in our family who, when we couldn't go to the doctor, you know, because we were black, how did we take care of one another? And he's like, oh, well, of course, you know, my mom had all these remedies. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you had sick with a fever, she would grab this, this, and this, you know, from this tree and that tree. And she would make sure that, you know, you do that. I was like, <laughs> so you've been new, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes total sense. So then, um, <clears throat> do you, there's kind of been debates or whatever about um like naming the you know this kind of practice i guess you could say i do i do believe it in who did who do as like a an entire spiritual um system almost kind of like synonymous with religion like um unto itself i guess this is in like mojo working i don't know if you've heard of that book but yes, that's really good girl, it's so okay. good hold on what pause. i mean Side note, because Pause. I finished that book earlier this year, and it shook my entire spirit. Oh, my God. Like, Tell me about it. Tell me what you thought about it. It was just, like, so spot on in terms of, like, things that I had intuitively been feeling about. Because, like, 
I was in some Hoodoo Facebook groups and, you know, followed some people who are authoritative voices in Hoodoo. And every now and then they would say some stuff and you're just like, that doesn't sit right with me. Mm. And then I read this book and I was like, oh my gosh, like come through with the historical receipts of why, like, why that didn't sit right with me. Mm -hmm. So anyways. (laughs) Marketeering. Marketeering? Yes. That is the name of the game. Still getting pimped in all kinds of ways. And it's been almost a century since a lot of this stuff that they write that she writes about. Um, Wow, but yeah, I have heard some like contention between people calling like um, this like African American folk magic or hoodoo. Um, Where do you kind of sit on that? Right now, I I feel like hoodoo, you know, is a religion, and it is the first black religion. Um, at one point I did call it folk magic and I feel like that is wrong because it just reduces it. Like it reduces it for black people, but it also reduces it for outsiders to look at hoodoo as just magic that can be extracted from blackness and then mm-hmm. applied to anything. It's like, Oh, well, uh, if you take this root plus this root and say this psalm, you have desired result. And it's like, that's not like there's so much more understanding that you've taken from that that mm-hmm. I don't know what you're doing, but okay. That makes total sense. I do feel like hoodoo also makes it more, um, it kind of links it more with like diaspora and doesn't. I don't really like, like, I don't consider myself really like African American. I consider myself more like black because it like helps link me beyond this kind of like um capitalist oppressive system you know that like kind of um i guess like the history began through chattel slavery and i'm not like embarrassed of it or anything but i think it's more yeah i think hoodoo kind of makes brings it to have like more links globally like because i mean hoodoo looks a lot like um brujeria in mexico and that is from like black mexicans and there is a lot of migration between Mexico and the United States that a lot of people don't talk about, um, like, in the 1800s. So I think it is important to kind of, like, you know, interrogate the labels and, you know, not like we're trying to cancel nobody, but um, it's just important to grow and recontextualize so that we honor um, our ancestors the best way possible. But, yeah, I do feel like the African-American folk magic thing, that's very, like, like French Quarter magic, like or f- French Quarter kind of like stuff. Um, if I'm relating it to New Orleans, because um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of tourist people, you know, they're like, oh my god, I want to go to the French Quarter, mm-hmm. voodoo, and like ugh, blah blah blah. And right. most of the time, that is just like people want to go buy voodoo dolls, and it's like, I mean, I'm hella a witch, but I've never bought a voodoo doll just because that doesn't right. fit. That doesn't fit into my like paradigm or that's not really what i do or whatever but um yeah i think it's important i think it's really important that we are reclaiming the roots (laughs) but yeah i mean so what do you i mean i have a lot of like white friends and stuff like that who um well i wouldn't say a lot but i would say like maybe like three or four who um and then i there's other people that follow me on instagram who are really um, interested in, you know, interrogating uh, whiteness and appropriation and stuff like that. Um, Because, I mean, it is very complex because, I mean, I learned a lot of hoodoo from um, this white, like, Cajun person who grew up on the coast and between here and and the coast of Mississippi, which is, like, 30 minutes away. But, um, But they also openly, like, acknowledge the history and they're not, like, you know... I don't see color. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it color don't matter. They don't. They're not right. like that. So, I, it is interesting. Um, what so do you? What do you feel about that? How do you feel about um, like the complexities of hoodoo and white people practicing magic right. and stuff? I don't know. It's a hard question because it's like this is something that obviously has been going on in hoodoo before you know, we were here and uh, with the whole like interviewing black practitioners and then 
either some of them giving the full truth of their practice or giving half truth and then you know sharing that with white audiences mm-hmm. it's a little muddled and then you have black people you know back in the day uh completely turning away from hoodoo or just being quiet about the practice so it doesn't live on in the ways that it should have it it's hard but at the same time where i am now i'm like okay we obviously can't say you know white people stop practicing hoodoo or stop you know leave the practice altogether but my thing is this if you're going to practice a cultural religion that you are not ancestrally from i feel like you white person or you know non-black person should be an ally should be an advocate for the descendants of that community like mm-hmm. use your privilege to speak up and out against every sort of thing that these people are facing because mm-hmm. you are spiritually benefiting from this community and for you to be quiet when there's a black lives matter moment for you to be quiet when there's mm. gentrification happening in your neighborhood for you to be quiet when you know any sort of things are happening to the community that you're benefiting from it's it's upside down and it's an injustice to the people that you're like taken from mm-hmm. so it's i feel like it's specific with black people whereas if somebody was practicing native american shamanism or something like that they would know to stand up for those people right mm-hmm. they would know to be you know uh participating in marches and so on and so forth but when it's african americans it's like oh they don't even know their own magic they right da, 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 da. well let me just take this and let me start my own company and my own llc and, and then throw the nene in there yeah, yeah. I totally get that. So you're saying, like, these days, especially in 2020, you can't separate the spiritual from the political. Like, Mm-mm. you just can't, like, Mm-mm. do one thing and be like, I'm spiritual and above all of this. You know, nope. above no, I'm above not. racism and the negative vibes. Like, I don't see color. Like, no, that is... Not. Especially... Wait, let me tell you what i tried to play that game in my early 20s got pulled over and was like oh okay <laughs> Ooh, tell me about that they see me <laughs> Be, tell me about that what kind of change did you go through oh girl no i mean i've always known that i'm black right but oh like, <laughs> <you can't>. yeah <laughs> i like you had a michael jackson moment child let's get into but, it you know i remember moving living in los angeles was such a like like a slap in the face you're black more so than in north carolina because and i felt like it's because culturally here like white people know black people to an extent i don't know that's what i made up in my mind like no i think you i think you i think you're on the sun keep going but in los angeles like i would run into people who i assume maybe had never met a black person so their stereotype wasn't on a person-to-person basis it was on a like another level so like it was just like wow i'm really dealing with people who have like they they not only do they uh just see color they see like a whole like you know 30 different stereotypes rolled up into one body Mm -hmm. and it's like i have no idea what i'm fighting in this moment right now like what 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 do you think like, what do you think you're looking at? Because I know who I am, but what do you think you're looking at right now? Mm-hmm. What was uh, it like being gay there? A mess. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's the tea? Spill the tea, girl. The community out there, I mean, sometimes it has its moments, but other times it's really just, like, headache-inducing. Um, racially, like, girl... Oh, West Hollywood. West Hollywood. I remember one time a friend of mine, we played kickball together and he was black and we were both in a headspace of like, we just need to go out and have a drink. And it was specifically, um, I don't remember who had passed and it was all over the news circuits, but it was like, it was either Sandra Bland or Trayvon, like somebody. <gasps> oh, or Aaron had, or somebody. Yeah. Something like that had happened. And it was like that summer where there was multiple uh, murders happening, and it was just, like, heavy. So I was like, yo, Aaron, let's just go grab a drink. Let's, you know, try to get our minds off this. We go down. 
walking down Santa Monica Boulevard and this white guy and this Asian are walking towards us and they both scream out, all lives matter, all lives matter. Oh, what? And I'm like, oh. we didn't say a word. We didn't say anything to provoke. We weren't like... Just walking down the street. Like, just walking down the street being black and I was like, that's this fucking neighborhood. I was like, I had a whole moment with him afterwards. I was like, I hate this shit. I can't stand, like... Yeah. Oh, that was such a traumatic time period because it was like it was like one of the first, I guess, like instances where we really got to see like the grad, like you know, the magnitude of the situation, and everybody was stressed out. And I think that's kind of whenever we really started being like, we need to monitor these news feeds and quit right. um, consuming this shit that only makes us like you know, more, more likely to have, like, a chronic disease or something. Right, right. Chronic stress. So then, um, what has the transition been like since you moved to um, North Carolina? Like, what was what was your process, like, decision-making process to move there? And, um, yeah. Since then, it's been fabulous. But um, it was rough at first because... Um, I was trying to move to New Orleans. Like I was trying to move from Los Angeles to New Orleans and spirit was like, "Mm, no, you're not, but okay. That's cute. (laughs) And the weird thing was the months leading up to me moving, I kept having dreams of this land, like being on this thing, like every dream I would have took place at home, like in the land or in the house or somewhere. In hindsight, I'm like, oh, this land was like calling me to come back home. Because now mm-hmm. that I'm home, I have all sorts of dreams, right? But um, leading up to like trying to move to New Orleans, nothing was opening up down there. Like I tried my best. Even when I moved here and was trying to still move down there, things were not opening up. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I've like fully realized that I could not have grown my business if I was in Los Angeles or New Orleans. Mm. I could not have, you know, deepened my practice. Like if I was in any other place, but here, like everything I need to grow and to flourish, especially in this time right now is here. So Mm, especially right now. Yeah. Yeah. And when did you move to, um, North Carolina? Uh, December of 2018. So, like, it was like... Oh, my God. That's the exact month that I moved to New Orleans. Oh, wow. Oh, I knew something. Oh, my God. That is so weird. Everybody was moving at that time. I moved that. I moved on December 1st, 2018 here. Wait, you were in the Midwest, right? In Chicago? Yeah, I had been in Chicago for, like, um, like, five or six years. Wow. Yes, girl. Wow, wow, wow. That is so funny. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like we both did have, like, this kind of moment. Because I was actually trying to move to Atlanta. Um, mm. And I and it just wasn't working out, really. And I was like, ugh, why am I going to move to New Orleans? Like, the job market sucks. Like, you know, I'm, I'd like, I mean, I have, my family is from here and stuff like that. Part of my family is. But, and I have, like, a lot of college friends. I want, I was trying to go to Atlanta, you know, and pop that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, you know, because ATL got the whole image. You know, I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to be Keyonce up in Atlanta, bitch. Yes. But not like I've given up on it. But I um, things just wound up working out down here. But, yeah, I do totally feel you on the um, being called to your, like, ancestors, like, land and stuff. Because... Um, yeah, I think especially given what's going on right now, we kind of are understanding, like, um, our need to move. Because mine was kind of like, I actually, like, broke my lease because I was like, I got to move. Like, I can't be here anymore. Um, and actually, the worst winter in 10 years hit Chicago the month that next month. Um, so I was like, dang, the polar vortex from hell. Um <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm chilling down here in 70 degrees, getting reacquainted. So, yeah, I do. I totally feel you. And I think um, I think it may be a part of a generational thing for us, you know, like 
um, returning to the land and like I've especially after this virus stuff, I'm about to be very weary of cities. Period. In general, like you might, right. I'm trying to form my own community outside of these urban centers because we're seeing like the um, the ramifications of living like like that. You know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> you're you're spot on with generational. Like I feel like that's going to be one of the markers of this generation. Like. We might see in the next, you know, year or so more people moving out of big cities. Mm-hmm. I always used to tell people that I was like, especially I feel like with um, LGBTQ people and pe- like people of color, especially mm-hmm. black and people of color who are LGBTQ, like we, I think we're going to, especially now come to an understanding that urban centers, like, while, you know, that's where the club is, you know, in the party and, you know, the girls are there, but it's right, like, right. we need to be in a space that's not just making us reproduce trauma and stuff. And part of the reason I left Chicago, um, I mean, I, I met so many amazing people and stuff in Chicago, but I've never really been super into like, um, I guess like mainstream gay culture. Cause it just like, just the going out and like getting drunk and fucked up. It's like, I mean, you know, I love partying and stuff like that, but I need it to be a little bit less oppressive and racist and sexist. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I kind of like to be seen as a, I like to be seen more as like an ephem- ephemeral, ephemeral, like being, you know, just kind of like doing my own thing rather than just, you know, reduced to like, you know, a dick. So, um, yeah, but I do think, I think this is like, it's very interesting. And when, like, whenever I first moved here to New Orleans, I had like a lot of just kind of, um, just dreams about shit too. So yeah, enough about me. Anyway. Um, well, that is so cool. I'm, I did not know that about you. Um, so then do you, you do house cleansings as part of your services? Yes. Yes. That's actually... I um, did not intend to be, like, in the spiritual business. Like, What were you doing before? I was cleaning houses. I was cleaning houses and acting in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. And then I was like, oh, what if I, like, spiritually cleansed homes? Like, what if I added that as a service to what I do? Because I had already been doing spiritual work for myself. So I was like, what if I, you know, add that as a service? And then that was just, like... Uh, the gateway thing into like all business matters being like spiritual. What? So you started that in LA? I started in LA, yeah. Um, and I was cleansing people's homes, and this was like a couple months before leaving, and um, like I was just kind of building the bare bones of what I'm doing now, and then it really got fleshed out when I came back here. So then, um, have you ever, like, do you perceive, like, spirits in there? Or tell me, like, have you ever seen anything, like, evil? Or or what do you think about, well, I guess this first question is, like, what what is it like? You know what I mean? Not like I'm trying to make it, like, it's a TV show or something, but, you know. No. <laughs> like, like, you be seeing hoes and shit to be dead or what? <laughs> or you know what is it what do you what kind of energy do you feel because i mean i felt energy in houses before but it hasn't i don't know it's just um it's just i don't know tell me more about it. yeah so the funny thing is like most of the work that i get asked to do in people's homes isn't really like exorcisms or like uh it's really like can you bless my home can you cleanse my home uh i just had a breakup like more energetic kind of stuff which is fun and cool but in my personal work like the work that I do for myself like that's when I have the like getting visited by spirits or getting visited by like heavy energies and it's like that's when I have my own workouts of like all right how do I handle this how do I fix this how do I send this away how do I talk to the spirit like that's where I have all my figurings out in my own line of work which is great because it's like I'm at the point where I feel so much more confident to be able to do that for other people. But like the bulk of my like, uh, kind of scary stuff is just on my own work. Like what I, you know, reversing curses and that sort of stuff. Mm, Okay. 
So you you've um, been cursed before? Oh girl! Oh, <laughs> you know this is the Wendy Williams of spirituality show. You got to spill the tea, bitch. <laughs> What's the tea? That's the name. It of wasn't the nobody from That's Instagram, was it? Ciao. <laughs> and we will keep it on a keep it. On we a can cube. keep that on the hush hush. We don't want to yeah. be talking about that. Oh, no, I, I never, but like, yeah, I've definitely received energy from others and had to send it back. And then that's when you get the receipt of like, oh, got it. It was from you. Okay. Oh, you must be doing something right then. You got plenty of haters. Well, I don't say I have plenty, but like, you know, it's, it's weird who is looking at you incorrectly sometimes. So when you do catch it and you send it back, you're like, Wow, I did not think you were looking at me in that way, but okay, got it. It wow. just it, it it's like okay, I got to move a little differently. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, in your line of work, I wanted to ask about this. Have you ever encountered any spirituality, spiritual people that said that like being gay was wrong or something like that? I mean, there's a lot of different kinds of spiritual people on Instagram and you know in mm-hmm. the world. So, I just wanted to get your um input about that like you know like oh i've heard some real horror stories of people either initiating in houses or approaching houses and they you know receive some like homophobic stuff but i've been fortunate that the people i've encountered either are lgbtq like in the community or friendly and that's never a thought across their mind Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, it exists and it's really shitty, especially in like, I mean, it's shitty in any, any background and any spiritual path to like deal with people who are homophobic. Yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely, um, I have experienced that, I guess more so in terms of exposure. Um, cause a lot of my like clientele is women. So typically they kind of tend to be a little bit more, um accepting of the feminist but as far as with um it being oppressive i would say um i i guess like people who would think like that don't really say it too much around me although i have had people come up to me and ask me stuff like oh well you know um what do you think about gay people being like an inverted version of like you know the ma- masculine like this year, it's not supposed to be like this, this, and this. Um, what? Yeah, so, or, you know, like... Oh, you two, mean, like, hotep stuff? Yeah, like, hotep stuff. I've definitely encountered that. And then I have also encountered people who um, see that I, like, I guess, present um, slightly cisgender, but I identify as non-binary, but they, like, will say stuff about, like, you know spiritual people who are a little bit more femme or like spiritual like men in specific who are a little bit more femme how they're like you know corrupting the um the nature of man and all this kind of stuff oh, God. but i have definitely seen a lot of that on um instagram especially so i try to stay away from it but um thankfully here the spiritual groups that i was kind of like um fucks and with weren't um anti-lgbtq yeah, it's mm-hmm. always some musty dusties, on. right? And like, I think I mean I mean I just be like I I'm like very like openly queer and stuff like that. So I feel like a lot of men who would feel like you know um some kind of way about how I am, they just wouldn't really say it because I also you yeah. know I'm not not like I like walk around looking angry, but you know <laughs> hoes don't really fuck with me like you know like. <laughs> They know I'm crazy. Like, you know, like, girl, don't even take it there. But I think they just know. (laughs) That's God's God's gift to queer earth signs because people don't mess with us. No. (laughs) I just walk in like, all right, who want to, okay, bitch, you either want some real shit or you not, period. I stay ready. So, um, yeah, and I think that, you know, I had, I grew up, like, having to defend myself, like, a a lot, and, like, you know, like, learn how to shit talk, and, like, comebacks, and 
just how to defend myself. So people don't really even come with that now. And thankfully, um, and I I mean, yeah. And in Chicago, I did, um, I did like over 30 events with different people and, um, there were like straight men in those spaces. And I like, honestly, I met like a really, a lot of really cool straight men, or I don't like to say straight because I don't really believe nobody like 100% straight. But I met a lot of like, you know, cisgender, hetero identifying men who were very cool with me. And like um, some of them even had kids and stuff like that. So I think honestly, like I've met more, um, more like kind of hetero dudes who are cool, cooler. Yeah. Yeah, then that's a good way for me to advocate for, like, you know, like, trans people and stuff like that, so. Mm -hmm. That's good. Things are, I mean, it feels like it's a forever fight and battle to, like, open mainstream society up, but things are pushing. Like, progress is being made, and it's evidenced in small, you know, exchanges sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm, Exactly. So yeah, I think um I think that stuff is kind of changing. I do feel like that is one thing that holds like a lot of the black community back. But um I do think, you know, people accepting bisexuality, especially black men's bisexuality is the next frontier. Um cuz I mean a lot of these spiritual men's like and honestly, this is kind of like my past has been like um like I get a lot of like bi dudes or like by curious dudes, not necessarily like, like sec making explicit sexual advances at me, but kind of just like being f- too friendly, sorta to the point where I'd yeah. even be like, "Girl, why are you being so nice? Get the fuck out of my face!" Because I'm like very Capricorn, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm kind of like I'd be like, "So what's popping? Like you, what you doing?" <laughs> I'm not really good at being like you know four months later, like, "Oh, what's going on?" I'm like, "Girl, get out of my face!" Because I don't like seeing people no way. But uh, <laughs> but that is something I think people are going to have to really begin to accept, you know, is, um, you know, people are buying stuff like that. So I have right. seen demonization of that stuff. I almost feel like people these days would rather see someone who's like gay and, you know, gay gay than see mm-hmm. someone who's like, oh, you know, I'll be dipping and dabbling. Right. Because then that's kind of like, it's almost like they're ready to put us in that box. And it's like, it's kind of a little bit of a second class, like, exactly, you know, slap and throw it away. But like, oh, wait, I can't. Oh, he's bot. Wait, I I don't know. Like, they would just rather throw the whole person away Mm -hmm. than have the person in their mind. So it's like, it's uh, once we get once we make progress and that hurdle things <laughs> this whole I, things will open up in in different ways I feel like because it's just like there's so much about like toxic masculinity and like why the black community holds so much um, I I don't even have the words to say it but it's like once we get past that or once we get more headway past that, oh, we will be so much better for it. Yeah, I mean, it's collective trauma. I mean, you know, like, this is this is a little bit real, but, you know, I like to be real. But we, like, literally, black men were raped by white men, you know? And, like, right, we, right. come like, chattel slavery wasn't just, like, working in the fields. It was, like, hundreds, you know, millions of people being, like, raped. And that, like, sexual trauma is still alive, especially... In terms of um, thinking about the black, well, the black community's thinking about like the model, you know, man and the model woman, and like you know, keeping together the order. But it's like right, you know, right. it's like well, men can actually feel and do all this stuff, but it's like it's that trauma from um, being like um, oppressed and like the sexual assault. Right. Hmm. The tea is too hot. But yeah, I do think I, and yeah, I mean, I, for some reason, it tend to attract a lot of that. Like, um, I mean, I'm here for it. You know, all the, if you, if men's is buying stuff like that, like let's, and I mean, not attract as in like sexually, but just friends and stuff like that too. Um, I'm here for it, you know? So I think it's just a new frontier that is, um, 
we're like, yeah, like you said, it's just a new frontier that we, we got to make our way over. Well, yeah, that's, I guess that's all I wanted to talk about. Thank you so much for um, talking to me. Um, what is Ew. like, what do you, what's in the future for you? Are you um, going to keep doing house cleansing and then readings or like, what are you up to this year? You know? I don't know. I'm trying to stay a little open because I feel like, you know, with all these curveballs going around, um, like, you know, of course I want to do more cleansings. Of course I want to, you know, keep making products for people and doing greetings. Um, but I feel like at some point, maybe I want to open up a store. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and not just like, you know, a store to sell my stuff. I mean, like, I want to really focus on healing and having people be able to have access to different types of healings because it's like right now people need to find not just, you know, root workers and, and healers, but they also need to find herbalists and they need to find, um, you know, access points to Western medicine. Like, how can I get healthcare? Like, hmm. Oops. I, I need to, I, like, in my mind, I'm like, there needs to be some sort of store or some sort of place where there's an access point of all these sorts of things. Like, that may be too grand, but, like, that's what I need. Mm-hmm. So I feel like other people need it, too. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like especially with um, where we're moving, like, Saturn's in Aquarius, like, it's we're, we're going to be propelled more into, like, the digital realm. And so anything that you do do business-wise needs to have a heavy digital component to it, you know, for distribution right. or whether it's teaching anything or, um, yeah, building any kind of skill, you know, workshops, any anything like that. Make it digital compatible because especially with the social distancing, you never know. Like, this could be a couple years, like, thing that we just have to do during certain periods. I don't know. You never know. Right part of our new norm possibly oh yeah in 2020 um (laughs) well thank you so much and um i would plug your instagram and like all your um services and ways to reach you thank you for having me this was amazing you gotta you gotta come back i will what's what's your instagram um and all that it is the conjure cleaner at the Conjure Cleaner. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. <laughs>